0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. We're shifting today from Buddhas and bananas to the blueprint. Jesus is our blueprint. He is the Father's design. And we are shifting now in our reading of the book, Toxic Love, by Malcolm Smith, to begin to shift into how the love life was meant to be lived. So join me in this shift. As I am traveling through Europe, let's continue to travel through the truth of the blueprint. Aren't you tired of Buddhas and Bananas? I know you must be, not just the podcast series, but living that way, where you are enslaved by your own stuff inside of you, enslaved to the opinions of others, to the um, love of others, to earning and working as hard as it is. And we cannot continue to put that blame on others as though they forced us into that. What we must recognize is that uh, when man determined to live independent from God, he took on, um, quote, a love that is so toxic, so poisonous, so self-centered that it literally perverted the entire way. So it's important to recognize that God is love and only God defines love. It is the height of pride to think that we define what love is, what the parameters and borders of it are. I watched someone uh, on social media over the last couple of days, just, just happened to show up on my feed, uh, that was uh, promoting uh, transgender and the, the violent way that they spoke into the camera. Now, it didn't look violent in the sense of physically, But as one who has been delivered from this unholy force, I recognized it when this person looked into the camera and said, you will respect us. Now, I already respect all people because Christ has died for them. He has placed a value on them that is not based upon their beliefs, what they do, what they don't do, the fact that he died for every single person has placed a value upon that person that is not determined by the person. So when this thing of force comes at you and looks you dead in the eye and says, you will respect me, you know you're about to be forced into quote, respect. You see, one person can't make another person respect them. You don't do that by force. There is a declaration in the cross of Jesus Christ that forever settles the worth of every person. You know, if you've ever dealt in antiques or collectibles, you know that something's really only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. You might collect old Dr. Pepper bottles and you'd be willing to pay $300 for a special Dr. Pepper bottle. Me? I'm not giving you a nickel for it. It means nothing to me, but it means something to you. So, therefore, you are willing to pay a high price for it. Well, You can know the value of every person when you look at what was God willing to pay to win them back. He was willing to pay Jesus. And my friends, there is no price, no number that you can put upon that value. It is ascribed to each of us by God himself. And so when this violent statement was made, I could feel the force of the same force that I have felt much of my life when someone was forcing me, right, to participate in abusive love. When someone was forcing their will upon me and out of fear and uh, survival, right? You acquiesce, you appease. Remember, that's all the Buddhas and bananas. And in no way do I think that here on these short episodes that we've covered everything, and um, at the risk of someone uh, thinking me unloving for even mentioning the word transgender um, in in this way, right? I will risk that to speak the truth um, that God himself is love. And when violence, when force, right, begins to be um, exerted, you know that something... um, it, behind it right is not the love of God. So that's why I cannot force someone to accept Christ. I cannot force someone right I mean that completely goes against real true freedom. And real freedom, my friends, is risky, right It's very, very risky, right So this is this is very key that we begin to realize, That freedom is God's idea. And anywhere that there is control and domination, you can rest assured that's toxic love in many, many different forms. So I want to continue reading in this episode today out of toxic love as we've shifted now into looking at how the blueprint, Jesus himself, the design of the Father, the perfect man, right, who lived as a man, perfectly loved by the Father, then lived as people, mankind, were meant to live. So he's the blueprint. And here is the section from Toxic Love uh, called Life with People. This is inside chapter 3. Jesus loved his fellow man as humans were originally intended to love, out of an inner fullness, not out of a need to evoke love from another person. God's love is not driven or compulsive, and love which is driven, a love born of need, does not have its origin in God. God freely chose to love us, He did not need us to complete something lacking in Himself. Grace, by definition, is that free choice on God's part to love the undeserving. Jesus responded to his Father's love by listening to his inner voice and giving instant obedience to his every direction. He taught the people and healed the sick because of the pressing urgency of his Father's love. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion but in implementing that love, he followed his father's lead rather than the multitude of people who mobbed him, each demanding that he meet their needs first. He was first committed to obeying the father, and the people who clamored for his attention took second place. Now, my friends, right here, I have to stop and tell you this is so very powerful. This is why I've been giving this book out for. 20-plus years to as many people as I possibly can, right, who are open to receiving it, especially those who are in, quote, ministry. So I'm going to read just this paragraph again and then continue on. Jesus responded to his Father's love by listening to his inner voice and giving instant obedience to his every direction. He taught the people and healed the sick because of the pressing urgency of his Father's love. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion, but in implementing that love, he followed his father's lead rather than the multitude of people who mobbed him, each demanding that he meet their needs first. He, Jesus, was first committed to obeying the father, and the people who clamored for his attention took second place. The Jesus we meet in the Gospels is not fretfully trying to meet everyone's needs, so they will love Him and affirm Him as Messiah. He knows He is infinitely loved by His Father, and so He does not come to the multitudes who press Him on every side with their needs with a compulsion to be loved. Rather, He comes to them having listened to the Father, knowing what His Father wants for the people, knowing what is required of Him to do, and doing it. No more and no less. His love service to his fellow man originates in his love service of listening to his Father. Doing the Father's work, he always drew on the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish it. It may be shocking to you, but Jesus did not go through life compulsively needing the love and acceptance of every human being. He could never have told them the truth if that had been the case, For he would have needed them too much. We must face the fact that most of the time when people were offended by him, it was because he didn't fit in with their agenda. Jesus, the perfect man, only had a few people we would put into the category of human friends. John was probably the best friend Jesus had, along with Peter and James. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were a family of close friends with whom he could relax away from the crowds. When God visited earth and became a true human, he only had about six close friends. The rest either did not understand what he said or did and were upset with him, or they hated him and tried to kill him. Okay, my friends, The provoking process of discipleship is we are following the Son so that we may live as sons. This is why in my school, uh, no matter what form it takes, whether online or in person or whatever uh, way, it's custom designed to fit those that I'm working with. Uh, The first prong of my school is always you must enter in for yourself. It must first be personal, uh, not for ministry. First, it begins in us when God is putting love in right order. And it's us and the Father first and receiving his love for us and learning to walk in who we really are to him. And then secondly is that we begin to identify with the Father in what he is doing in people's lives and in nations. As I'm traveling Uh, through Europe or at least getting ready to depart for Europe and to, to do that for the next few days, I'm mindful of this always. I don't go with my agenda, but I am going to continue the work that the Father desires, what he is doing, whether I am speaking from a public platform or in many, many Uh, private conversations, strategizing conversations, truly listening to what are the next steps, what is the Father after. Because, my friends, there will always be deep need within the people, obviously. But you see, the more our needs are met by the Father, then we are free then to be able to identify with him and what he wants to do because we don't go to the people needing something from the people. Because you see, that flips the entire order is that I need your applause. I need your approval. I need your amen, right? That sounds like a podcast waiting to happen right there. Your amen and your applause, right? (laughs) Right? I don't fear your attack. Mm, There I go. Every word starts with an A. Okay. But listen to me carefully, my friends. This is so key. Is that if all, quote, ministry, right, cannot be people, driven, it must be led by the Father. And this is what we see in Jesus. And when we begin to really look, really, really look, and allow Holy Spirit to really show us how Jesus lived, the blueprint, the perfect design by the Father, we see that this is the way all mankind was meant to live and to be loved. And this is what I want to promote It's not about what I'm against. It is who I am for. And the only way I can truly be for you is to be for the Father and to be with the Father. Otherwise, my friends, we are all misusing each other. We are trying to get from people, maybe with God's help, but we're still trying to get it from other people. And this keeps us stunted in our growth. It keeps us hobbling along. It's going to cause us ultimately to fling wide doors to things that are unholy. And with all the love and all the true respect, meaning that I value each one as the Father values you. I've come into agreement with him, right, of his value of every person. I say, We must leave toxic love. We must, we must abandon it. We we must come out of it being led by Holy Spirit, allowing Him, according to Romans 5, 5, to pour the love of God into us as born-again people, because we are going to need to be loved so that we can be free from people, so we can be sent to people by the Father, And whether they receive us or they don't, whether they love us or attack us, right? Whether they come violently or in any other way, we can remain true, truly, inwardly, remain true to the Father, right? So I pray that you'll think upon these things, my friends, and we will continue uh, these conversations on The Blueprint. Here we go. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymacrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.